Welcome to the First Impressions Podcast, the official podcast of the Forum of Incident Response and Security Teams. Every month, Chris John Riley and myself, Martin McKay, share informal conversations with security professionals from around the globe. The opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the speakers alone, and any sarcasm you hear is purely intentional. For more information on FIRST or this podcast, please check out FIRST.org. Hello, and welcome to the First Impressions Podcast. I'm Martin McKay, your host, and with me is my co-host, Chris John Riley. How are you doing today, Chris? I'm doing great. It's the end of the year, um, winding up on all those things that you said you would definitely finish by mid-January. Um, so yeah, it's a long list. Wait, you're getting you're you're already ahead of the stuff you're going to try and do by mid-January, or no, no, no stuff I said I would do at the beginning oh, of the year. The beginning of I'm the starting, year, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, okay, that I can completely understand. Um, but Chris and I are joined today by Desiree Sacher. Oh, I probably said that horribly. Um, you did. Yes. I did. I did. Uh, it's a Friday. How are you doing, Des? Thank you. I'm doing very well. Thank you very much for having me here. <laughs> okay. Fix my pronunciation. Shall I correct you? Or yes. like Go say ahead. how How would you it's... pronounce it? I would say Desiree Sacher Baldwin. And the Sacher is probably like the challenging part for like most of the world. Now you're a, a, a new member uh, as of June of the board of directors for FIRST. Um, and what have you learned in the last six months of about FIRST and about what you're trying to do? I mean, that election was an amazing event that happened to me, really. I mean, being back there at the conference, I remembering, I mean, I, I wasn't the only one elected on there. I mean, there were like four of us that newly joined the board. Um, but for me, what I could take away was really I knew it before in my head and it became so clear and like profound to understand how amazing the people are that are the community of first and how uh, much I'm so appreciated that I'm in this position now where I can support all of these. It's like I can make their life easier and it's it's so nice to have like this uh, part of uh, your time where you can really spend it to help others so they can do what they also burn and are like appreciating and doing like investing so much time and effort in. And so they have a better job and easier life with that. So realizing like how many cool people I'm now working with was like the most interesting part about it. It's like, it's not just people you do something for, it's really cool people doing and helping them doing real cool stuff. So yeah, especially as I, um, when we were distributing the different parts of the, uh, responsibilities, I got like the one that I wanted to have the most, which is the six. And I really like working with all of the six and uh, the six chairs. And yeah, I really appreciate that. I mean, it must be really interesting, the six, especially at such a variety of different projects going on all at once, new things spinning up, lots of existing projects that have like a big amount of impact. And I know that we want as, as, as First Impressions podcast to spend more time next year talking to some of the six, talking about what they're trying to achieve, what they've already achieved. So it sounds like an amazing opportunity. Absolutely. And I mean, there's really small things that are already so useful. I mean, one of the things, for example, that when we had our first quarterly meeting in uh, August, uh, one of the things was, and um, we first did a survey and just found out like 
are you actually do you know what kind of tools first already provides for you to run the six and one of the things we learned was now most of them didn't even know that there was a slack channel yet or that there's like a github and how can we like improve the access to that and i mean also since uh, what happened in the past year dave for example was announced like our hope I'm saying his role right but he's like our technical guy now and he's got help he's got his own team for that but having people who are actually supporting directly when there's like a technical problem coming up and we can talk to it just makes life so much easier and they've like done such a great work on making the infrastructure that we have even better also with the single sign-on access and like putting all of this together and this is really cool and now being able to show the sick chairs that they can use this as well to run the six and this has been really cool and uh, like getting the feedback what is going well where are the biggest challenges and um, it's also interesting to see like the biggest challenges really are everywhere the same it's all of us are very busy people and uh, like to keep a project running over a long time and getting the people to come back every week or every other week and like keeping on with the discussions and having actual pro, uh, like progress in that is pretty much the biggest challenge and one of the things that has been most helpful is for example the slack access just because it's this way it's it becomes more of a community and it's not just a group that is like-minded that meets up and i think in this mindset thing that's a very important differentiation and yeah i'm happy that we can provide something like that it's funny because none of us have ever run into a problem where the corporation or the organization didn't actually know where the tools were and what tools they had. No, none of us have ever felt like that. <laughs> you tell me every company you've worked for also had their, their inventory set up, right? And all of yeah. the assets in there. Yeah, their DLP was working perfectly. Yes. <laughs> never had a problem with this at all. Never, never. <laughs> I mean, it's it's great to see kind of behind the curtain, right? I know that in, in our work with First in the podcast over many, many years, you've got to meet some great people. But you know, working with Tracy, especially on, on how she sets up the conferences, is looking behind that curtain, there is so much work that goes into the conference. I mean, it works seamlessly and smoothly and everything is fine and everything works. And you think, oh, this is easy to set up. And then I've run conferences. It is not like that at all in any way. It's the night before that you suddenly realize you forgot something major and you have to spend the entire night setting it up. And just yeah. to see kind of behind that curtain is amazing. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, what has happened over the past years and it's not much visible to outside is really how much of a great team there is in the background that is running everything. I mean, you have people like Nora who's pretty much managing us and Chris who's keeping it all together and thinking about all of these things like websites that need to be like um, made sure that they are in alignment with all of the first uh, ways on how it should be looking and like what kind of law things we need to like consider still because there might be impact and whatever it's like so many rules that are out there and to have people and Tracy and Grace and everyone there on the team to help us and support us in this all it's it's, it's amazing that this is all together and i think it should be definitely also our prior priority to keep this running the system because it works really well i think it's also very um privileged to be a board member now because i know that a few years ago only the board members the former bomber board members were really the ones that were doing all of these tasks so 
I know how much time I usually invest and it's, I would say, at least half a day to a day a week in general. But the former members who were running the infrastructure by themselves and had to like do all of these organization things by themselves, I don't think they had much of free time. So I don't know, shout out to them because I don't know how they did it, but I'm really happy about everything that they put up because we're really walking on shoulders of giants here. It's, it's amazing. You know, we're both aware of, of some of the challenges and the technical stuff in the background. So I'm glad to hear that you're seeing this sort of, of support. But let's go back to the SIGs for a minute. I mean, similar to not knowing what the tools are available, I think a lot of members of, of um, FIRST don't actually know all of the SIGs we have and all of the, the different sorts of projects that they're working on. How do we go about getting people more aware of that? So one of the things I really think is a good idea is the podcasts, because let's face it, everyone is getting new information on a different way. And I'm personally, I'm a really, I'm a podcast lover. I love my podcasts, but there are other people who more appreciate the, the reading. So I think we need to find like a good combination of like how they want to get the information. So we need to find ways on spread that. And I mean, one of the things that is already happening and that we're working quite well on is for example the newsletter so there's like four times a year there's a newsletter sent out and i was just like the last few days in contact with mandy who's like supporting us with that part because there's really a great support system like putting together like what is happening with the six and what can we put like, put out to the other members like what is happening and i think the biggest challenge is also like reaching new people who could be interested so that is really an interesting part but that's all about reach out and find out who's like interested and what is also interesting is I think there's we also stuck are coming to a point where we're having a new discussion about how long and when are we keep keeping on running uh, sick and when do we keep it like put it dormant when do we shut it down these are just I think considerations that we're going to be facing next year and uh, which is also fine because, I mean, as I've just said, uh, I'm just coming out of the, the quarterly meeting I had with the sick chairs. I mean, if a child's grown, we don't need to keep it pushing. It's, it's fine. We can also like close this project and get to a new one then and have new resources for that as well afterwards. That's just natural. Yeah, so we're almost at the end of the year, right? This is our, our, our closing uh, interview of the year and we're, we're grateful to have you on. But we have to ask, it's it's almost 2023, what's next year going to hold for you? Is it finally the year of Linux on the desktop or is this still <laughs> the pipe dream? Um, you know, where are we going next year? Other than Montreal, obviously, we're going to Montreal for the first well, conference. But... I'm super happy to be on the board this year or this um, year of election because for me personally, I'm, I'll be going to Bilbao in January and I'll be going to Tokyo and in April. And I'm really happy also to meet like local uh, meetings there or like local groups there and local people. And I really appreciate like getting all of that sense of how are the people doing? How are things working for them? Where can we support them? Because to be honest, looking out in the world, it's interesting times going on. <laughs> and um, I think everything that is helping us keeping sane and like 
doing the job we are and want to do, like doing it as good as possible is going to be important because that's like the possibility to create a foundation. And I think creating foundations and creating stability is going to be of benefit for everyone. So I'm really happy just about that and these options. And I'm really looking forward also to Montreal. I've never been there before, but it's just, yeah, these are great events ahead. Just so um, everybody remembers, Montreal is where the first conference is going to be this coming summer. Um, so, And then the year after that, it's already been announced that it's Tokyo. So um, that's part um, of why you're traveling to these locations. Uh, yeah. is, is it in Fukuyuko? Yeah. Not, it's not, not Tokyo. No, sorry. So, yeah. Tokyo you can but, still go to Tokyo. It's a lovely place. So I'd highly recommend it. <laughs> absolutely. I, it has been on my list to go for a long time. So I'm really happy that this is making it possible now for me and i'm personally in love with the culture as at least what i could say as a stranger who's never been there i'm <laughs> seeing it just from the outside but i yeah i really am looking forward to that i mean one thing that's it's really interesting and i really love about first is the ability to meet with those different communities because they have they have different needs, right? People in, in, in Asia and APAC regions have very different needs than people in Europe. And the communication styles and how they integrate are often very different. So bringing all those people together, you know, it has, it makes sense, right? You know, yeah. building those trusts uh, trust and, and breaking down those barriers is really, really important. Absolutely. And I mean, one of the realizations we just had in the previous meeting, uh, or I had, because um, one of the SIG chairs actually mentioned it, is that uh, I really wasn't aware, but in the Asian part of the world, um, English is common, yes. But what they would even more appreciate than, oh, we were talking about recording Zoom sessions when we have like our regular meetings. But what they would even mo more appreciate is having written meeting notes because they're more fluent in the reading than they are in the listening and talking. So like to keep them included, this is like a small thing or it would be a small thing if it's like once a habit, but it's so important to know and realize that it's not all about like keeping everyone in the same meeting and like having them attend <laughs> physically or, or like live uh, online, but actually being able to provide them in a way that they can easily understand as well and uh, be able to then impact it so and that's always been one of the the biggest benefits i saw from first is actually getting those people in a room talking even though they're they're of different cultures and there are hiccups and stumbles mm -hmm. they still have that opportunity to meet face to face yes so desiree let's talk about this year we're not we don't do predictions because chris and i'll just make fun of each other if we do but how is this it's, year it's the year of linux on the desktop i'm telling you it is but how has this yeah. year been for you how is how have you seen first change over this year or be impacted by everything that's happened this year i think we're growing up if you can say so <laughs> we are realizing what is going on in the world and how important our role is in it and it's also becoming obvious that it's not just about someone who's putting like a linux machine somewhere in the basement and like running a service from it it's a lot more about a managed service and like how can you provide that service best and like have all of these considerations from a customer point and like what are your different customers like how do you run the company and um 
so I do see like these thoughts and these considerations being very present in also the discussions that I see on the board. And uh, I really like that because I really think we need to be thinking in that way and um, steering things in that way. This, these are discussions that we need to have. So we not just are an organization that gets funding from their members and not getting anywhere. Yeah, I mean, I can see how see how that's happened, right? I mean, effectively, we've been often compared in the, the hacker community and, and the technology community, you know, kid in their basement style mm -hmm. comparisons, right? And then, you know, Often we don't necessarily help with those because we turn up with pink hair and uh, things like that. But we're individual and we're, we're unique. But also we don't meet, meet that mold of like if you hire an accountant, you don't hire the unique accountant who has pink hair and, and a personality. You hire the person who's a CPA and they've passed their exams and they're a member of the right boards and, and they're, they're a member boring of the right and... team. And they're boring and they yeah I mean and they live in their mother's basement. But you know it's but it, as an industry we have reached that point where legitimacy is needed yeah, yeah it's not absolutely. it's not funky and cool you know but yeah in, in certain areas we need to take that step and i think as adults now and i'm using air quotes which is not great on a podcast but adults uh yeah. you know we kind of need to take that step and say you know we, we own what we do we're not just yeah. well we did we did something and it, and it worked we, we own that it's the right thing and it's the right way of doing it and and we own our decisions yes absolutely and i mean what also is coming with growing up is everything has a consequence and you need to be pretty much aware of what possibly could be the the um the consequence before you make the decision <laughs> or before you publish the decision and so this is like one of the things where i'm very grateful for uh, example for chris because uh, chris, um, not, not me, this chris on the podcast thank always. you thank you no because i mean having this support system that is making us aware of this because let's be honest the people who are, are in the six they are all well intended and everyone wants to like be of a benefit for the world and for what they can provide but we aren't like experienced in those fields especially what i noticed for me all of the law stuff like what could be like a legal problem if we do something and uh so having people that have this look at that have this experience that are able to warn us and to like direct us in a way so we can actually reach the goal still um but with those considerations done um, i think that is very important and so i'm really happy about all of this i mean if i learn anything i mean over the last year or two i've been working on uh, mvsp this minimum viable secure product with a number mm -hmm. of different partner teams and it's very interesting when you share it with different people with different backgrounds, you share people who are very involved in privacy and legal and compliance aspects, and they home in on that one word you didn't even think about in a control. And you're like, that one word means so much to one individual group of people that, mm -hmm. that it breaks the whole thing. And you, you have to come up with ways of describing things that meet everyone's expectations. And it is very interesting and bringing all those people together is really eye opening. Yeah. paralyzing at times um because one word can break everything but it's it's really interesting to bring everyone together so i totally understand that yeah absolutely i mean it's one of the things that i have had some experience with from my company background that i joined first from but it's totally next level to have this like globally over the whole world and have like all of the legal consequences that you might need to consider so it's a uh, 
it's yeah, it's next level growing for me. <laughs> it's really cool. Now, when you're talking about Chris being supportive, you mean Chris Gibson, not Chris John Riley. Of course. Okay. <laughs> I'm very supportive. I am a very supportive person. You're entertaining. Supportive? Maybe not. Yeah, same thing. <laughs> I mean, you both are very supportive. I'm really appreciating that you're doing these podcasts, and I'm really counting on that you're doing those podcasts as well next year with all of those amazing sick chairs about all of the sick updates. We'll, we'll certainly yeah. be talking to some interesting people next year. So looking forward to it. I'm quite sure. I mean, especially, um, I don't even have the details about all of this myself because I think really the sick chairs that produced all of these things um, should be talking about it. But if you see the new releases that we have with the CVSS um, score, what we have with um, TLP and things, so there's really active work going on at first. And there's going to be interesting conversations for you. Cool. Well, it's been really great to catch up. Um, I, I really enjoy talking to you and you know, as always enjoy spending the time. So I really look forward to uh, to catching up in person. Um, at the very least, then I'll try and make it to Bilbao in Spain if, if I'm there. So um, looking forward to it. Cool. And, and so Chris, you give the outro so that I don't massacre the <laughs> uh, Desiree's uh, name again. Hey, so... Uh, Thank you very much for listening to the podcast, the final podcast of the year. We've been talking to Desiree Sacha Baldwin. See, I even got the in the middle of it. Um, probably in the wrong place. I thought you were choking. Almost, oh, sorry, a little bit of the COVID coming back. Um, so thank you very much for talking to us. Um, Desiree, member of the first board, thank you very much. And uh, looking forward to chatting more next year. Thank you. It was a pleasure. Thank you for listening to the First Impressions podcast and thanks to this week's guest. You can find Chris John Riley on Twitter at Chris John Riley, all one word. You can find me, Martin McKay, on Twitter at MCKEAY. And you can find the first organization at first.org, F I R S T D O T O R G. You can also find more information about First and the First Impressions podcast at first.org. Thanks again for listening.